always ask the Lord, what must I do? What do these ladies need? I never know who's going to be in a service. But he knows. Hallelujah. And he told me that what you need is the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I always think when I talk about the word or think about the word, I think of first of the that wonderful the first chapter, that wonderful book of John. Uh, I, I'm not going to just actually preach from this point, but I must read this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now let me read verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Jesus Christ was a composite. His very makeup was the Word. He was the living Word of God. From long ago, let me tell you how I learned how important the Word of God is. Are you hearing me now? Uh, I had to make a trip with my three small children. It wasn't easy going by train during the war. And uh, one had a sore toe and one had the stomach ache. <laughs> and uh, the other one had the earache. But we finally got on the train. And I had just preached a revival and had been so busy and I felt so empty and so drained and weak, spiritually weak. I finally got them fed. We had two seats on the train turned together and I got the three of them asleep on the seats. That left me the floor. And uh, so there was a little light that I could turn on and I got my Bible. And I said, God... There is no way that I can go into the problem that I'm going in. I was going into a very, very serious situation. And they were looking to me for answers and I didn't have any. We don't ever have the answers, really. I said, God, you'll have to show me what to do and help me. And I heard it distinctly as I've ever heard anything in my life. Read Psalms 119. Well, I've got till daylight. I'm going to be getting off the plane the next morning. I know that's the longest chapter in the Bible. And don't get scared now that I'm going to preach from the whole 119th Psalm to you. But I began to pray the 119th Psalm. I discovered this Psalm is all about God's Word, His testimonies, His precepts, that's what it's all about. But I will never forget that night. I want you to know that by the time I finished that chapter, I was revitalized. I was renewed. I was refreshed. And there's a word that's found in there quite often, quicken. You know, uh, the way God quickens you, sometimes you can compare it to this. Put your finger in a socket <laughs> and you'll be quickened by electricity 
but uh, you touch God, and he quickens you by his power. And I've been asking the Lord, why do we have so many anemic, weak among us? I'm not talking about, uh, I'm talking spiritually, not physically. And he said the word is the answer. You see, we don't love the word, number one. And life is so busy. Every one of us are rushed back and forth. Our lives are a continual pressure. And we don't find time to read the word. And one of the reasons we don't find time is because we don't love it. And we are spiritually weak. We depend on getting a blessing once in a while to maintain us. But if you're going to really live, you've got to have this word. And there needs to be reborn in every one of our hearts a love for God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's word is the only eternal thing that we can put our hands on. These bodies are not eternal. This building is not eternal. Nothing that we can see. You get a new car. It's very, very nice if you're so fortunate. But it won't be long till things begin to go wrong with it. It's not eternal. It may look ever so nice. and You may have paid ever so much for it. But the only thing that's eternal is the living word of God. And Satan has conspired to rob us of our love for the word of God. Now, you see, I couldn't understand for a while why there are so many people in America that lose out with God. Do you know the rate of backsliders here in America? I, I haven't really figured it out, but it would have to be three times as many as what we have on the foreign field. Because those people are born with a love for God's Word. Last year we were in Ethiopia for a minister's conference. It was held in the E.L. Freeman Conference Center, supposed to seat 10,000. And I asked the ushers how many is here, and they said about 13,000. These were all preachers and workers, beginning preachers on up to pastors. 13,000 of them. Brother Urshan preached first. We were dedicating this beautiful building. Brother Urshan preached first. Brother Urshan never preaches a short sermon. I always enjoy his messages. But it was interpreted, which made it twice as long. Uh, then Brother Freeman preached, and I preached. Brother Urshan, Brother Freeman, I preached. And then Brother Jimmy Hall, superintendent of the work in Kenya, preached. And the leader got up and said, Oh, we are so blessed because we have received the word of God. You gave us bread. And our souls love that bread. It was just too short. I looked at my watch. We'd been in that service six hours. You know, I know you don't love the word in America because I see these people, if I get really wound up, and I do every once in a while, I, I see them checking me out, you know. We're, we're going to put God, him, him up in our little time phrase. And it doesn't work. When Jesus was tempted, and we will all be tempted. I don't care who you are, you will be tempted. I don't care how long you've served God, you will be tempted again and again and again. And he gave us the clue and the answer. It is written. That's what he said to Satan. It is written. 
man shall not live by bread alone. The devil was trying to get him to perform a miracle for his own personal body of benefit. Just make you bread out of these stones. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The reason you are so joyless. You know, one nice thing about getting old, you don't pull any punches. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you how it is. You see, I look at you, I do not see very many marks of joy on your face. If you lived with joy all the time, you wouldn't look so grim. <laughs> you, we get old and ugly before our time because we live such joyless lives. Joy has nothing to do with circumstance. Joy has nothing to do with what's happening right now. It's not controlled by that. If you've got the joy of the Lord, it does not matter how bad it gets. And the joy of the Lord is still there. Now, happiness depends on circumstance. But what we need is joy. And if you will learn to live in the Word of God, you will have joy. Hallelujah. There's joy in His Word. And this is something I put into practice. I appreciated that beautiful, beautiful song. God taught me to praise Him. 21 years ago, whatever happens, I praise him. That's his word. We are to praise him. That is his word. Uh, and uh, it's been in the book all along, but I just never had noticed particularly that it said in Ephesians 5, verse 20, giving thanks always for all things. But it's been such a help to me, no matter what situation I find myself in. If I just remember to give thanks for it, I can make it joyfully. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you what happened to me at midnight on Wednesday night. Brother Freeman has uh, bees. And other men go fishing or hunting or something, but that's his hobby is bees. Well, it's quite good because I'm allergic to sugar and I use honey instead. So that's very handy to have that honey but generally by this time of the year, we're finished with the, the bee business. But he said, you know, I still haven't gotten all the honey off that I should. Uh, would you help me? Oh, yes, dear, always. <laughs> and <clears throat> so uh, I found myself, and he, I said, how much do you think it will be? He said, it might be a gallon or two. Well, uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a process uh, to get it all slung out, and then you've got to strain it twice, at least, or at least twice, sometimes three times, and I ended up straining and bottling over eight gallons of honey, and then I'm on the very last, and I've got this big plastic container where he cut off the cappings from the, to sling it out, and it's got about two gallons of honey in it, and it's heavy, but I picked it up to move it, and the end popped out. And I got somewhere in the neighborhood of at least a quart, if not more, of honey on the kitchen floor. Thank you, Jesus. Have you ever tried to clean up honey? <laughs> I want you to know I was so sweet that the next morning when I woke up, I was sticking to the bed. I, 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 didn't, I didn't quite get it all off, and I like to never got it all up off of the floor. Thank you, Jesus, for this sticky mess. That's what I'm talking about. 
You see, it would have been a whole lot worse. But I got a little idea. This is going to be a wonderful time together because if the devil is starting fighting me on my Wednesday, it must be absolutely wonderful. Uh, and then uh, yesterday trying to get here, I, I don't think I have ever had many, many more problems than I had. They gave me the wrong directions. They said, uh, Atlanta, they said, go to gate 36. I got to gate 36 and asked, oh, no, you're supposed to be in gate 24. Well, you, you walk up and down and up and down and up and down. You really get your exercise. And then I get to Cincinnati, and I ask about my gate, and the lady personally took me to what she said was the gate. And I got there, and was, but I was working on my computer because I had about three hours. And the man, the man sat down by me and asked me, but I didn't really try to consent into the conversation. I was busy. And he said, uh, asked me where I was going, I told him. So uh, after a while, I mean over an hour later, he said, uh, uh, Lady, if you're going to Des Moines, you might better go check because they've just taken it off of the board. <laughs> Lord have mercy if I sat here and missed my plane. But I was listening all the time to their announcements. I thought, I went up, oh no, you're at the wrong gate. <laughs> here I am again. And I got here. Well, thank God. I thought that last night, I thought, well, now I've got a little bit of time to work. I'm always looking for time to work in. I, I turned on the heater in the motel room, and I got, my, <laughs> I got my little computer out, and I'm working away. And all of a sudden, I thought, well, I can hardly move my hands. I'm cold. Uh, but I turned the heater on. What's going on? I get so absorbed in what I'm doing. And when I realized I'm cold, I'm shaking I'm so cold. Well, that... Uh, Supposed to be heat was supposed to be pouring out cold air. <laughs> it was actually the air conditioner that was, just, and the room was like an ice box. So I, I called the desk, and the lady come and check. No, you'll have to move, she said. And uh, so I had a time finding the room. She didn't give me a number. She just said second from the corner. And of course, I tried two corners, and wasn't either one of them. <laughs> so <laughs> finally, I went back to get some more directions and. I think she had to tell me how far it was. Uh, and then uh, I got my stuff all moved there to the door. I had put my computer in and come out. And so I put the key in the door, and the key broke off in the door. <laughs> I said, I said, thank you, Jesus, for the wonderful services we're going to have tomorrow. <laughs> I know if the devil is working like this, it's going to be wonderful. And let me tell you, it's not going to be what I do. It's going to be what his word does. It's going to be what he does. Hallelujah. And I feel his presence so beautifully right now. But I, I want to just go through. I'm going to read you 37 scriptures. I know how much they, how many there are. You know, I, I cranked up the little computer this morning and put on Godspeed and saw there that it's like uh, 696 times the word, that word, word, is mentioned in the Bible. Now, there's a few of them, like uh, Jacob had a word and Joseph and people, but most of it, you know, uh, and the first place in the Bible it talks about it, then came the word of the Lord unto Abraham. And then the prophets would say, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of God. Uh, and that word that's mentioned so much has, takes a, a place of such minor importance in our lives. You see, it's like this. You do what you want to do. If you don't want to do anything, you don't do it. It reminds me of my little daughter that come in from work one day Oh, Mother, I'm so tired. I just can't even, I know I can't help you with supper tonight. I, I, and I can't clean my room like you said I must. I just got to go lay down. I've had an awful day. I think I'll have to climb up the stairs to go to bed. 30 minutes later, 
Here she comes flying down the stairs, not crawling, flying. Oh, Mother, I forgot about that birthday party tonight. Is my white blouse clean? I, I got, my, mother, quickly help me. I've got to get myself ready. They'll be here for me in just a few minutes. I said, where is the girl that was so tired? <laughs> well, she didn't want to clean her room or help me with supper, but she wanted to go to the party. You see, and when you say you're too tired to read God's Word, or I don't have time to read God's Word, the truth of the matter is, you don't want to read it deep down in your heart. You see, it's a sad thing. We've latched onto a little bit of it that's helped us, and we just hold on to that, but we don't reach out for any more. It's like a treasure that you'll never dig to the bottom of this word. God instructed me many years ago to read it completely through every year. I refuse to figure out how many years because it might sound like I'm bragging, but I have done it ever since then. Way over in Africa, a busy mother with small children, and they're all grown and married and got kids of their own now, but with small children, and God said, I want you not just to study for messages and just read here and there, but every year you must read that book completely through, read every word of it. And I wanted to say I don't have time, but then it hit me. Can I tell God I don't have time to read his word? And the Lord has told me that I must help the ladies of America, to wake up and realize you are neglecting your greatest benefit. I preached something along this line. I didn't make a whole sermon on it, but I just referred to it. And a young pastor of a church came to me and said, Sister Freeman, thank you. You, you hit me hard today because I've just been studying for messages. But I will start reading the Word of God. You need just to read it. Uh, uh, and we, you know, let me tell you something. This book also says, as a man thinketh in his heart. Now, we, we move emotion like this because it says heart, but really it's here. So is he? What, you know, in, uh, in the computer world, they've got a term you spell it. I don't know how you pronounce it. G-I-G-O. Uh, that's not, uh, you know, that's not some foreign language. But uh, what it stands for is garbage in, garbage out. In other words, if you put garbage in there, you're going to get garbage out. Well, that mind of yours is the best computer that has ever been known. The world has never equaled it one way at all, anything they've done. But you put garbage in your mind, and garbage is going to come out. You cannot read love stories. Even Janet Oakey or whoever, these so-called Christian love stories. You think, you better put that stuff down and read the Word of God. And I don't see how anybody can walk with God and look at television because your eyes is a direct channel, has direct connection to your brain. And you think, Sister Freeman, is that necessary to talk to us like that? Well, I was in a ladies' meeting recently and a lady come and admitted she was hooked on soap operas. Watch what you put in your mind. And if you get more of that, you say, well, I read it, I can't remember it. Well, ask the Lord to help you. And you need to commit it to memory. I used to say, for a while I said, because I, my memory was blocked out, I was wiped out. I had a blood clot through my heart in 1964 and it wiped out my memory. I had committed so much of the Bible to memory and it was all gone. All of it was gone. 
And when God healed me, and then I started preaching again, I found myself, I felt like I had both arms and both legs cut off because the scriptures that I'd always had at my fingertips was gone. And my memory was affected so that I could not remember like I did before. So now don't tell me also, um, you know, I can't remember like I used to. Well, welcome to the club. Uh, neither can I. But these quizzers will read us verse 15 times at a time. And they eventually get it in their minds. And I begin to try it and praise God it works. Hallelujah. And I don't memorize as easily as I did before. But that's no excuse. However hard it is, I've got to have that word in my mind, in my heart, if I am going to please him or be what I should be. Open your Bibles to Psalms 119. And I do hope you have your Bibles. These verses are short, but verse 9 we'll start with. Psalms 119. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Well, now this is wherewithal shall anybody cleanse his way or her way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. We need to measure our lives by this word. Not by what other people say or think, but by the word. Hallelujah. Take heed. Pay attention. And verse 11 is my favorite. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Why have people who once knew God gone away and given up and failed and turned away from God? They did not hide his word in their heart. You hide that word in your heart and then you will not sin against him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And that's not all. Verse 16 says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Now, that was a wonderful sermon. But what did he preach? Um, well, I don't know. I don't remember, but it was good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I will not forget thy word. Verse 17, deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me just pause here a moment and turn over and read a verse that, uh, that the Lord directed me to one night. I had a, a situation. I said, God, this is like a, a rock-hard situation, and it looks like there is no hope. And he directed me to his book. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29, Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord? And like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Ooh, hallelujah. No matter what it is, that word of God can break it. The fire of God's spirit can burn up all that's evil and all that's wrong. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 17, deal bountifully with thy servant. Now back to 919 now. That I may live and keep thy word. And then verse 25. My soul cleaveth unto thee, unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. You need strength. You need quickening. You need renewing. Hallelujah. It's going to come through the word. Now you can get a sloshed over blessing. Somebody else gets a blessing. We saw that at general conference this year. Brother, Brother Techley 
I'm going to tell you the whole story quickly. Was in California. We were there for a mission conference, and I walked up. Oh, Brother Tackley, I'm so glad to see you. How is my dear friend, his wife, I was talking about? Oh, Sister Freeman, she is much better. She's been paralyzed for over a year. Said she's much better. The paralysis is gone. My mind went back to when we were leaving to go over there last February. I phoned Brother Tom Barnes, and I said, Brother Barnes, I've just phoned Brother... Tecla Miriam's home, and his son tells me that his wife doesn't know anybody and cannot speak at all. She's had another stroke, and she doesn't know anyone and cannot speak. And uh, so I said, I want you to pray for my husband and I. So he prayed for us, and after he prayed, he said, now when you get there, you lay your hands on her and pray for her, and she will know you, and she will speak to you. He said that God will do those two things, but the paralysis will stay a bit longer. It's not it, I don't see it going right now. But it was true. We got there, and here she sat. She doesn't know anyone. She can't speak. And Brother Freeman and I laid our hands on her, and she spoke to us, and she knew us, and it was wonderful. But she was still totally paralyzed on the right-hand side. In California, in September, early in September, Brother Techley says, the paralysis is gone. We'll soon be able to travel like we always did before, and I'm so happy. That was Saturday night, Thursday, the next week. He got a message from Ethiopia, come home, your wife is dying. As a matter of fact, she was already dead, but they didn't tell him until he got there. And she had a, they went in to wake her up that Thursday morning, find out what she wanted for breakfast, and she lay there, looked like she was asleep. Her eyes were closed, her mouth was closed, and she looked beautiful, she looked peaceful, and, but they couldn't wake her up. And she has a relative that's a doctor, called the doctor, the doctor couldn't wake her up. He said, no, she's dead. And then the next day, they took her to the hospital, and all the doctors, but what had everybody so amazed, her body remained limber and soft. And there was no rigor mortis. I, I told this to a, a young man who didn't know that he was an undertaker. I just know him, but I didn't know he was an undertaker at the conference. And he turned pale. He said, Sister Freeman, do you know how quickly we have to get bodies? If we don't, rigor mortis sets in, and it's so hard for us to do anything with those bodies. I said, when they buried her on Sunday, her body was filled with her children could take her hands and pull her fingers apart. And there was no smell, there was, there's no, no, no embalming there at all. But anyway, <clears throat> when, he, when Brother Tecla got there, he fell across her body. He got there on Saturday morning. And, and the Lord said, don't pray that prayer. Two years ago, she died, had a stroke and was dead for 30 minutes. And you asked me to send her back, and I did. And seven months later, she had another stroke and died, and you asked me to bring her back, and I did. But it's time for her to rest, and I let her go. Don't call her back. That proved to me that if he had prayed, God would have sent her back. He's committed himself that if we ask and believe, he'll do it. But he told him not to do that. He buried her on Sunday. On Monday, he got on the plane to come back to America. They have five children, oldest 23, youngest 15. The oldest one is married. The second one's just getting ready to get married. In fact, they postponed the wedding a little bit because of his mother's death. And <clears throat> so <clears throat> Brother Techley on Sunday, preached on Sunday at the general conference. Was anybody there? Was anybody there? If he was there Sunday night. Indiana choir sang, Bible school choir sang. And people would have praised the Lord a little bit, but... During that song, Brother Techley began to worship God on that big platform. He ran, he leaped, he danced, 
you were there, you saw his face look like an angel. It was shining. And he, the way he worshiped set that whole conference on fire. They began to worship and they didn't stop. I timed it myself an hour. And they had been worshiping a while when I started timing it. And God began to do all kinds of miracles in that whole conference. A lame lady in a wheelchair three years got up and walked out. And this is a man that buried his wife a week before. But here he is rejoicing and praising God. Uh, and he's leaping. And then he'd put his face right flat down on the floor. And then he would jump up and he would dance. And he would shout. And he ran from one side of that platform to another. And his face looked like an angel. The way it was shining. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you, the word of God says he will quicken us. His word will quicken us. I just read it. And my friend, I've got news for you today. What you need is God's quickening. And it's going to come through the word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me read on. Verse 28. My soul melteth for heaviness. And you know, in the spirit, I feel heavy hearts that are here. You're here in this meeting, but your heart is heavy. Now, listen what his book says. Strengthen thou me according to thy word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's the cure for the heavy heart is the word. Hallelujah. Verse 38, establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. Oh God, help us, Lord. Verse 42, I mean, verse 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. There's only one way to have salvation, that's according to his word. So shall I have, verse 42, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. Oh God, it says it, I believe it, hallelujah, hallelujah. So many miracles are, are done in Ethiopia. And they, after they pray for anybody sick, they lay the word on them. <laughs> and they just put the word on them. I tell you what, maybe this is just paper, but there's something in here that is powerful, powerful, powerful. I remember a time in my life when I felt like I couldn't take another step. It seemed like that my life had been crumbled around me. My heart was broken. And I remember picking up the Bible and just holding it. And as I held it, Scriptures began to come to me, and God strengthened me according to his word. Friend, you are not going to get it from someone else. You're going to get it from God's word. We run around telling our stories to everybody else. But remember, the word of God. Now, verse 49. <clears throat> I've been standing on this for years and years and years. We only have one son. And he's such a good sinner that he doesn't realize how badly he needed God until this year. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 23 years ago, God promised me he was going to save him. And I have gone to this and put, put my finger on it and said, Lord, you told me you was going to save him. I told him, I've sitting in that church in Hamilton, Ohio, on the platform. Pastor at that time's name was Friend. And you spoke to me and said, I will save him, praise me. I've been praising you for 23 years, and it's going to happen any minute. I've been saying that 23 years. And I'd show him this scripture, remember thy word unto thy servant. <laughs> God, I hope in your word. That word has caused me to hope. 
You may not be shouting right now, but you're getting what God wants you to have. I want you to know that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I've already gone through all of this this morning and been greatly blessed. Verse 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. God's word will quicken you. Now some say, well, I read so much of it, I don't understand. You just keep reading. You just keep reading. You know, when they find diamonds, it just looks like a big old rusty rock. But they just keep chipping away and chipping away, and there's the diamond on the inside. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me read verse 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. There's no mercy except in his word. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Verse 65. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. Let's admit it. God has been good to every one of us. I said God has been good to every one of us. Those, those amens were so weak. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Verse 67. And this verse has blessed me. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Sometimes our afflictions come. God in his tender mercy trying to draw us back to him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Before I was afflicted, hallelujah, I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 74, they that fear thee will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in thy word. We need to have a word to give, one of his words, some of his words, to those that come to us with their sorrows and their problems. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 76, let I pray thee thy merciful kindness be for my comfort according to thy word unto thy servant. There's comfort in Jesus Christ in his word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 81, my soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. I don't know if you've ever been there or not, but many times I have been where I had nothing else Everything that I depended on was gone. That's the way it's been with my son. I said, God, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And so what it took, his, their son went with us to Africa when he was 12 years old and got the Holy Ghost. He got back home, no encouragement, no, no word of help in any way, and he lost what he got. He come back to visit us. A couple of years later, got a refilling of the Holy Ghost, went home, it was the same thing. But then that boy fell in with some bad friends and they led him down a wrong road. And he didn't take a lot of drugs, but what he took was mind-boggling, mind-altering. And now that family found out they need God. And so my son takes his son to church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 And it has started and it's not going to stop. Hallelujah. Now then the grandson has prayed through and God is moving. Hallelujah. 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 His older sister, is a, another Nona Freeman, is, is a specialist in the diagnostic field of medicine. And he told me on the phone, Omar, Nona's going to come to church with me and God's going to save her soul too. Hallelujah. God is God. And if we'll only trust him and to trust his word, I've hoped in this word and he has not failed and he will not fail. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then listen to verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Now we're talking about something that's already laid down and it will stand forever. Another scripture says in another place, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The book that I just finished blessed me so much. I have a few copies here for sale. Unfortunately, accidentally, I left one bag of books at home and I, I'll tell you what I've got and then you'll have to order the rest if you want. But uh, the, those people over there in their tr troubles, and I mean they've had troubles, they've had sorrow. The communists came in and killed their children, their sons, daughters too if they were in school, high school, high school students, college students. And if those parents went and tried to claim the body of the one that they have shot, the communists made them pay for the bullet that killed them. We don't know anything about trouble. We don't know anything about trouble. But those people get the word and they hold on to it. Over and over and over again, I see how they hold on to the word. I can prove to you that we don't love the word. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you regularly go to Bible studies Wednesday night or Tuesday night or Thursday night, whenever you have it? We don't have time. Look at how many people come on Wednesday nights to the Bible study and how many comes on Sunday. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you thought Sister Freeman's going to just tell us a bunch of stories and she's going to lift us up today. And God said, I've got to give you the word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And your answer is right here in the book. A little home missions pastor's wife called me not too awful long ago. And she was crying, oh, Sister Freeman, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Oh, Sister Freeman, it's so terrible. And she's crying. So I said, honey, you're going to have to stop crying and talk so I can understand what you're saying. I can't even understand you. And she goes on and on and on. And she told me about all the troubles they've had. And bless their hearts, if you go out there and tackle the devil, don't think he's not going to fight back. I mean, don't be surprised when he then tackles you. Because, uh, I mean, you get on his territory, he's going to come after you. I said, honey, have you got a Bible handy? She said, yes, yes. I said, get it and open it to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. I said, now read me that verse. Now, I'm going to try to read it like she did. There's no temptation taking you, but that is coming, and man, we got his faithful, we're not suffering to be tempted by that table, but where was the same state? Oh, so make a way to escape that you may be there. I said, for heaven's sake. I said, you are reading your answer. Did you realize that? You just read your answer. I said, let me read it to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think I can quote it, but I want to be sure. There has no temptation, no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. There's an awful lot of other people that's going through just what you have or have gone through it. But God is faithful. Stop right there. God is faithful. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able to stand. Hallelujah. Above you're able, but will with the temptation. With the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when we say, well, I just can't take any more. And this is more than I can stand. And no human being could go through all of this. Go to the Word. See what the Word's got to say about it. God is faithful. You know, I have gotten a new concept of Jesus in the last two weeks. 
I have heard so many problems. My kids, my grandkids, my neighbors, my, uh, my church family, uh, my phone has been ringing, my bo post box is full, uh, and I get, go, uh, so one night I said, God, here, I've, I've all got all these problems now. And he said, uh, now I, I, I'm bringing it all to you. He said, I haven't changed. I haven't lost any of my glory. I haven't lost any of my power. I am still constant. I am still in control. I still know everything that's going on. And I just began to worship him. I spent a whole night just worshiping him because he's God and didn't ask him for anything. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is the one that can do it. Whatever happens to me, he's on the throne. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's still in charge. Hallelujah. Well, why doesn't he do something? Hey, who are you asking him questions? Who am I to say, why me? Why not me? Whatever it is, remember, he is still God, and then you can rejoice in him. Ooh, and that's what I did. I just rejoiced in him all night. Hallelujah. And I heard about some answers the next day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It works. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read on because he told me to go through this with you. And I've got to do it. All right. 101. We're making, we're gaining ground. We're making progress. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. Evil is on every hand. I think the church's tragedy today has been that we're not aware of evil on every hand. Let me just mention one thing here. I'm sure it's in your mail, it's in mine. Now just fill in this form and send $4 or $6 or whatever. You're a prize winner. You see, the devil knows that there's a, a hidden streak in every one of us that would like to gamble. And one lady said to me, I'm filling out all these sweepstakes. I'm sending them all in because if I get that money, I'm going to help the work of God. I said, you'd do better reading the word of God and spending time on your knees. You know what? I put them in file 13 as fast as they come in. I don't even open the envelope. I just pitch it because, listen, I don't want anything by chance anyway. I'd rather have what God gives me, and he can give me everything I need. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He didn't say he'd provide all my wants, but he did say he'd provide all my needs. And that's yours too. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 103, and I love this one. How sweet are thy words to my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. After I've been swimming in honey. <laughs> His word is still sweeter than honey to my mouth. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, what I wanted to preach today is something of a, is a part of the word that God quickened to me not too long ago. Oh, if, if I, I had to get out of bed and I took my Bible and I just danced up and down in my room. Uh, late at night, <laughs> this word is so sweet. His word is so sweet. He'll find you exactly what you need. Every last bit of it is here. Your word is sweet. You know, when I came to the Lord, or first heard about the Lord, I was a child, eight years old. God healed my mother from an invalid's bed. And, oh, it was 
It was so thrilling to watch these people. We didn't even have a preacher. Just these ladies got together and prayed and sought God and read his word. And every time they'd come together, they'd come like this. Oh, I found the most wonderful verse over here in Proverbs. Wait, that, that was the way they greeted each other. What do we greet each other with? What color are you? What kind of decor do you have in your house? Have you seen the latest style? You see, we don't realize how that our feet have gone astray. We don't realize how far we have gone away. He wants to bring us back to that place that his words are sweet. Sweet, sweet. I love his word. I love the sweetness of his word. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you're not shouting on this, but I don't want you to shout. I want you to listen. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thy word, this is our guidance. Hallelujah, this is our guidance. And what we learn in the New Testament, what did Paul say about it? The helmet is what? What is our helmet? Salvation. And the sword is? The word. That's what we've got to fight with. Pick up your sword and fight, ladies. Fight for those souls. Hey, that grandson on drugs, you know what I did? I said, Satan, you can't have him. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I come against you covered with the blood of Jesus. I come against you with the power of that holy, wonderful name. I come against you with the Holy Ghost. You can't have it. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 We fight with a sword today. Hallelujah. It's a revelation. We don't find that it's a sword, but in the New Testament, it is the sword. But it's everything that the Old Testament said. And I have this one, this one. It, when I was so sick that I thought I was going to die, God gave me this verse, 116. Oh, wait a minute, I've skipped one. 114, thou art my hiding place. I don't, I read it. And my shield, I hope in thy word. Now, 116, uphold me according unto thy word that I may live. I was dying. But God gave me this verse, uphold me according to thy word. His word let me live. Hallelujah. His word brought me healing. His word brought me health. His word brought me power. In Africa, we had a young aim worker, and I walked up behind him one night, just as he was talking to another lady, and she was worried about me. And he said, oh, don't worry about Sister Freeman. She's a tough old goat. And, and, well, that was the last thing that he wanted me to hear, you know, was to him, to him say that. So then he started to try to fix it. I said, listen, I have been so weak and so sickly in my lifetime that when you say you call me tough, that, make, that thrills me. I am tough for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And, and I'm going to stay and dwell in that toughness because of the power of his word. But I said, just change one word. I'm not a goat. I'm an old sheep. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. She's a tough old sheep. Hallelujah. I, I glory in being a tough old sheep. But I remember when this old sheep was dying. And his word. Another place in the Psalms, it says he sent his word and healed them. Now, you see, we want a performance. Our faith will operate on a word. <laughs> we want more. You know, the centurion that came to Jesus, 
they, the Jews said, oh, this man's been kind to us. Go to his house and pray for his sick servant that he loves. And, but the centurion came and he said, no, Lord, you just speak a word. Now, while I'm saying that his word healed him, the power of God is right here. I, I preached last time I was here, uh, the blessing message, and in it I read the scripture talking about the Lord, said, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. If you accept it at this minute, you are healed. Whatever's wrong. I'll tell you how I know. Brother Tom Barnes preached on Saturday morning at the general conference. I've had gout for 20 years. And I, and I had an attack when I got to conference and walking between those four buildings, the hotel and those three other buildings, I had a great-grandson there quizzing, and I got to go by, you know, and see, and so on. I, and I'm doing a lot of walking, and every step I took hurt, and I sat there and decided I am healed by the power that's in the name of Jesus, and God left me forever. I've never had another pain since then. It's just if you sit there and decide to believe the word of God. I feel healing pouring down on us. The Lord's waiting on you to accept what he's holding out to you. Takes two for a gift. One to give and one to receive. He's the giver. And you sit there and you just... Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, let your word get a hold of us this morning. Some way, somehow, God. Let your word move in our hearts. Uphold me according to thy word that I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hatokoliasatai. 123, mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I love this one, 133. Order my steps in thy word. We would have more joy and see more demonstration of the power of God if our steps were ordered in his word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. I suggest you go through this psalm for yourself and underline every one of these words. I have every one of them. I've underlined. Verse 139, my zeal hath consumed me because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. This world pays no attention to the, his word. Verse 140, thy word is very pure. Hallelujah. It is pure, that precious word. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. Love it because it's pure. 147, verse 147, look to this one. I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried, I hoped in thy word. Have you ever spent a night of tears? I have. I know the feeling. Prevented the dawning, but my hope was his word. Thank you, Jesus. 154, plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me. Quicken me according to thy word. Lord, let it happen right now. Let it happen right now. Can you just silently right there where you plug into the Word, plug into God? You see, if we get plugged in with Him, all these problems will, uh, they'll still be there maybe, some of them, but God will show you how to handle it with that quickening. Oh, hallelujah. It's just like a, a bolt of Holy Ghost electricity needs to strike us today. 
That's what we need. We need a quickening for God, from God. Hallelujah. It's not going to come. I know people that, that are retreat hoppers. They just go from one retreat to another. I know one lady that ever retreat, I preached last year. She was there. And some of them was as much as 600, 700, 800 miles from her home. But she was there. Just, just running around from one retreat to another is not going to do it, friend. You, have, for yourself, have got to plug in to that powerful socket of the Holy Ghost that will quicken you and make you what he wants you to be. I'm talking to you about something that's available, that you're no more yourself. I, I'm, this is not me as I always was. But I got plugged in. Whoop, glory to God. Hallelujah. I got plugged in. And I got that wonderful current of the Holy Ghost flowing through my life. Hallelujah. And it has transformed me. When a demon-possessed person said, came up to me, they come and told me, she's calling for you. I went up to this poor young lady, uh, possessed by the devil, and she said, no, no, Freeman, I will kill you. I said, you can't do it, honey. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> now, if, if that had been the old me, I'd run out of there as fast as I could. I just rebuke Satan in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I maintained my joy. I did not worry one minute. In fact, that's been four years ago. Here I am. I'm still here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I'll still be here because of his word. Hallelujah. 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 This word has dominion over me. You see, when his word has dominion over you, your life will be different. Hallelujah. Verse 149, hear, hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness. I've just recently made a study of loving kindness, and that's a fantastic word. Uh, it's, uh, uh, the dictionary said uh, it means one who is full of love, showing us extreme kindness. <laughs> and Jesus is full of love, and he is showing us extreme kindness but listen to the rest of it oh lord quicken me according to thy judgment sometimes god allows judgment to come to draw us to him verse 154 plead my cause and deliver me here it is again quicken me according to thy word the word of god will put life in you the word of god will put power in you the word of god will put a transformation inside of you just his word hallelujah hallelujah verse 138 i mean i'm sorry 158 i beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they kept not thy word Verse 160, thy word is true from the beginning and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Hallelujah. Verse 162, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Now then, if you were just walking in your yard, I mean, just maybe picking up a few leaves or just looking and here's something you don't know, what, what is this? It's a crumpled piece of paper, and you pick it up and smooth it out, and it's a $100 bill. Now, how would you react? If it was a $1,000 bill, how would you react? Well, that's the way we are supposed to react to his word. And the way some of you are reacting, you're just, you're just looking. We need to react to this word. 
not to the clever words of man, not to something that's worked up and psychologically built into something, but that word alone is like a great treasure we have found. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every once in a while as I'm reading, and you see, I read this book completely through every year. I've told you. Uh, We have this little bread program in our church. Mine's in here somewhere because I'm reading my way through uh, I don't know just exactly where it is right there. There it is. There it is. I see it. It's back, oh, that's where I am in Second Corinthians now. And, and, and I read what it says because it's an easier way to read through the Word. And, and every year I read through this Word. And having read it so many times, no, I don't know it all and neither do you. And every once in a while, I just, I thought, oh, I never realized it said that. I, I, and I just have to stop and rejoice. Over the word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, Rejoices are found great spoil. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read verse 165. It doesn't say word, but it says law. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. If you are offended, my dear sister, it's because you don't love his law. Great peace have they who love thy law. I remember in my early days of trying to be a Christian. This hurt my feelings and that hurt my feelings. And, uh, but I, my mother gave me this verse. And I began to try to change. Hallelujah. And you'd have a hard job trying to hurt my feelings. I won't say that you couldn't. <laughs> but I will say that you'd sure have to work hard at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it like that. I don't want to brag. But I love this law. I love it. I love it. And this word says, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This word says it. And I believe it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Great peace have they who love thy law. And nothing shall offend them. Woo, I like that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Verse 170, how many times have I put my finger on this and said, Let my supplication come before thee, deliver me according to thy word. That's the only way he's going to deliver us, is according to his word. And the last one, 172, my tongue shall speak of thy word. If you read that, is it a lie? Are you talking about his word? You know what we need to start doing? When we're blessed by a verse, get on the telephone and call several ladies and share with them what God has given you. Hallelujah. I felt led to do that. wasn't too awful long ago. And the lady that I called and the scripture that I read, she just burst out weeping, said, Sister Freeman, I was praying, God, if you don't send me some help, I'm going to die. And you called right at the right time and gave me right the right word. Listen, our, our experience with God has got to be based on the word. You see, this book says whom God has planted, nothing is going to move them. Many people are planted on, well, it, it, Jesus gives us a wonderful illustration in, in the parables that he told, he told it more than once, of the sower. He said that the sower is what he was sowing was the seed, the word. That was the seed. And some people get offended at the word. And then some people hear it and say, oh, that's wonderful. But they don't keep on with the word. And then they, they just wither up. 
perish because they don't stick with the word. He gives us an example there, uh, the well-traveled path. I think the minds of most people today is a well-traveled path. It's hard. The ground is hard. You can't make a garden in a road where cars and go or, or people walk all the time. You've got to find some soft ground. You know to plant a seed, there's not going to do any good. And so don't you let the devil and the world make a hardened path out of your heart. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Would somebody please step out there and hand, bring me a, one of those books called In the Bag. Somebody on the back seat there. Would you do that for me? All right, then the next one is Among the Thorns. And it distinctly tells us what the thorns are. It's the cares of this life. Uh, the worry of living, the burden of, of trying to get along, uh, living, uh, it, it's, uh, that, that is like it's in the thorns. And then there's the stony places where there's no place for the, for the roots to go and there's no root. You've got to have some root and you're not going to get any roots except in the Word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, this today will be a, this service this morning. I don't know what God wants to do this afternoon. I never do. He never tells me ahead of time. He generally gives me the first, and he's been trying to get me ready for this first one the, for several days. Uh, but uh, I, I, I was reluctant to do this because I know what you want to hear. Uh, and, uh, but I, I made up my mind I'm going to do uh, what the Lord wants me to do. I'm just going to obey him. And now, uh, let me read you something that God gave me. It's called My Desire. It's in, Move in, my, my, in me, Lord. Save me from dull ears and a stagnant mind. Let a song register, a sermon probe, and a witness vibrate. Loose a holy idea on a rampage in my soul. Sharpen my meditation. Save me from dismal inertia. Pat answers, cliches, and crooked, careless thinking. Give me the gift of awareness. Guard my understanding lest it should become a hard-packed path, a thistle-choked lane, or a stone-bound hill. Touch me, stir me, sweet Jesus. Hone my perception. Scrub out evil doubt and cobwebbed thinking. Wipe out my worldly ambition. Realign my motives. Sanctify my interests. Purify my desires. Let your anointing flow. Immerse me in love. Set me free from human rationale. In the name of Jesus, mold me in your pattern and quicken my heart by your divine touch. That's what we need today. That's what we need. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. I want someone to come along and say to you, why do you look so happy? Why are you so glad? Why is that smile on your face? Oh, I just found something in the Word. I found something in the Word. God's Word has touched me. There is a beauty that comes in the Word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There is a beauty of spirit that comes when you immerse yourself in the Word of God. I know a young man that married a young lady and all the pretty girls in the church were saying, why did he pick her? She is the ugliest girl in this church. 
But that ugly girl was one that immersed herself in the word of God. And her immersion in that word gave her such a beautiful spirit that that fine young man fell in love with her beautiful spirit. It pleased me because all the rest of them, all they were thinking about was how, how do I look? It, does my hair look better this way? Does it look better that way? And that was all that they were thinking about is the outward appearance. Let me tell you, this inside is what needs working on. This is where we need the work. And this word of God, now I haven't begun to exhaust all of the scriptures about the word. But I have did what the Lord told me to do very early this morning, long before daylight, as I was praying for this service. God said, they need to understand the power of my word. Hallelujah. This is not only a sword, this is a double-edged sword. And if we were to take a, a sword that's sharp on both sides and just begin to wield it, there's no telling what kind of damage we could do an, a, an earthly type of a sword. But this is a spiritual sword. It doesn't do damage. It quickens the heart. Hallelujah. It does well. It, it cuts away the things that should be cut away. And it nourishes the things that should be there. His word, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And let me quote again to you, to Jeremiah 23 and 29, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord? Hallelujah. This word is a fire. It is a light. It is a power. And God wants to change us. You know, we come to services and we're moved. There's even a song about it. We're moved, we're stirred, we're touched, but we don't change. What is going to change us is the Word. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. This Word. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah. A young man told me his testimony that was in the desert storm. And he had a little New Testament in his pocket. And he got shot. And the, the bullet went clear through to the last page of that little testament that was over his heart. But he was spared. That word protected him. Hallelujah. I feel like there has been many times that the word of God has protected us. My husband and I and our family in our mission work, there's many a times that I know it was just the word of God that protected us and helped us. If you've got a Bible, would you hold it to your heart? I want you to pray after me this prayer. Lord, help me to love thy word. If you don't have a Bible, just still pray after me, please. Lord, help me to love thy word. Lord, help me to hide thy word in my heart. Lord, help me to listen what the word has to say. Help me to be obedient to thy word. I will be judged by this word one day, Lord. Help me, O oh God, that I can be judged and be found right. Because of thy word. Bless you, dear friends. Bless you. I know this, this is totally different to what God generally anoints me to do. 
But I have obeyed him today. And I, I counsel you to pay attention to what you have heard today. You will not be the same person when I see you again. If it's God's will that we meet again. If you take to heart what I have given to you today. And remember, when you've got the word, you've got Jesus himself. That's what he's made up of, is the word. And we're not supposed to live by bread alone. Food alone won't do it. By his word. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We have got to put our focus and our interest and our heart's desire upon the word of God. Hi, Coriata, will you stand with me, please? I want you each one to reach out to another one and say, Oh God, quicken your word to my sister. Pray one for another. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah,